Yeah, we just gonna get the show started. Baseline! Hey! Podcast, come on, and it's the Porch Podcast. Uh, it's the Porch Podcast, come on. Wow. It's the Porch Podcast, it's the Porch Podcast. It's ambition time. Porch Podcast, influential with the rhyme. Porch Podcast, we just gon' climb. One time, after time. Let me get my rhyme back, let me get my flow going. Got a little swig, so you'll be knowing. Y'all be knowing, and they be blowing. Cause I ain't blowing shit. You know about this influential is the illest. Back to the beats. Uh huh. Cracking up the streets, huh? We make them laugh, we make them get funny. Influential here, and I'm talking about the money. You know why? Why? Cause it's the Porch Podcast. Come on. Uh, it's the Porch Podcast. Right. And peace sipping on the glass. Come on. Huh? And it's the Porch Podcast. Let's go. 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 Let's go, let's go Welcome to the Porch Podcast Welcome to the Porch Podcast It's your boy DJE Mr. Influential And I'm rocking with my brother P. Original, baby P. Original And this is the Porch Podcast This is the Porch Podcast Episode 62 Ambition So P Yes sir Talk to him like only you can talk to him Hey man Number 62 for us, baby. Ambition, man. Ambition. You gotta know, have some um, ambition to be 62 episodes in a row. Yeah, you gotta have some ambition, man. You know? You know? It's an alignment, man. I had a quote of the day today, and it kind of was uh, in alignment with that. Mm. And I think it went something on the lines of uh, winners are not afraid to lose, but losers are. Ooh, you know that, what I mean? Say that one more time. Winners are not afraid to lose, but losers are. You know, what it really what it really translates into is that, like, because it was actually a situation built on success, right? Right. And it was about understanding that it said that those who are fearful of losing or the failure of, or of failure are also going to avoid basically success. Like you can't, you can't want to be highly successful and not be ambitious enough to understand that along the way you got to be willing to learn from your failures, your mistakes, your hiccups. So you got to be ambitious. Yeah. You know, you got to take some initiative. You got to understand that it's there's going to be some road bumps along the way. You know? Right. Uh, you know, I think we all going to deal with them anyway. So my thing is, is since you're going to actually wind up dealing with life and how it throws curveballs and twists and turns anyway, mm-hmm. you might as well use them to your advantage. Learn from them. Be ambitious and take it to the next level and do what you need to do. Right. Right. So, um, you know, that's my take on that. I agree Um, because of the simple fact that in order for you to be successful, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta hit some bumps in the road. See, you don't know your you don't know that you reach success until you you create your own personal goals, and with your own personal goals, if you feel like you failed, not failed, but learned that lesson, then when you actually conquer it the way you want to, you know you've reached a level of success. Other than that, right. you're using somebody else's measuring stick. Right. And it doesn't mean that their measuring stick is better than the other person. Like, I, it's funny because a friend of mine today sent me a, I can't, I can't remember the name of Bun B's podcast, but um, um, Bun B had made the statement, the richer that Jay-Z gets, the more cheaper you see his outfits to be. Not cheaper, but yeah. you don't wear all this rich, crazy rich shit. Like... But what happened is he goes into these rooms with these rich folks talking rich. Right. You know what I mean? We know he's rich. But when the last time you really see Jay with a chain on? Right. No, right. You see what I'm saying? Like Not often. Not often. Not anymore. Mm -mm. Yeah. You know, um, ambition, just to tie, you know, some of the supporting terms that go along with that is, is that most people 
who have a high ambition in life, you know, they're confident. Like we talk about all the time, they have high confidence. Right. Because they have to understand that, or they, they, how can I say, they must first commit to the reality that in order to be, you know, to show ambition, you have to show confidence. Right. Right. Like if you want to be seen in the room and you want to be able to be given opportunities or, you know, to be a part of things and be able to speak and all of these different things, you have to show a person that you're confident enough, you know, to go along with your ambition. Because you can be a very ambitious person. Right. Right. But but really don't have any knowledge, no, no sense of direction. Mm. And none of those things. Like you could be a foolish, ambitious person, too. You can run into a house that's on fire, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Trying to prove to people that you brave, right? But that—that's not intelligent, right? Yeah. So that's not ambitious. That's just you trying to, you know, go against the reality of what's going to take place if you run into a burning building. Right. Right. It's funny because I heard Jim Rome make a statement. You know, I'm always listening to these guys like we always do. We. Yeah, I cut and on Jim last night and nodded right out, but I it played in my subconscious while I was asleep. Yeah, and his voice, though, not to be, like, funny, but he has a voice that, you know, if you're tired, you know It's what almost I mean? like you telling know? you a bedtime story. Right. It's like it's like something mm-hmm. that you can easily nod out to. Not that it's not interesting, but he just got one of them type of voices. But anyway, he made a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, if you took all the money in the world and you divvied it up amongst everybody in the world evenly. Right. Soon thereafter, all of the money would wind up back into the pockets of the most wealthiest people. Right. Because what he was basically talking about was, like we're reading in the book and understanding, you know, financial literacy, right? And and, and being not only ambitious, but also being, you know, in tune with reality that if you don't know how to have direction in anything that you're doing, you can have all the ambition you want. Right. But if you don't have any kind of wherewithal of how you're going to move and how you're going to place things and and you also have to factor it in, like like with Robert Kiyosaki in the book, you have to factor in challenge. Right. Like most, most people, you know what I mean, and I hate to say it, but most people think that the answers to most of their issues are what they lack. Right. Right. What they but don't have. The, yeah. Right. But the surface level things, like not even some like some of the easiest things to tweak and twist, like confidence and being more ambitious about how you approach things and how you go after things. That's different. Right. Like most people want to bypass that and just look at the thing that they think is going to resolve things. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So like 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 most people, like you see, bro, in the book and everything like that, you know, how it's broken down to the reality that most people think that more money. Right. Will answer any financial situations that they have going on. Right. When that's not the truth. The reality mm-hmm. of it is, is, yes, could it help? Of course it could. But how long? See, the reality of it is, is until you understand what anything does for you, whether we're talking about money, whether we're talking about, you know, how you interact in your relationships, mm-hmm. whether how you approach different things in terms of what whatever your dreams go. Whether you're drinking that Modelo behind you or Corona. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're doing any of those things, if you are not in tune with the reality that is all part of you understanding how to be, how can I say, more more accustomed to the reality that your ambition is is required, along with you understanding that the reality of it is, is that you got to see things from all angles. Right. Then you're gonna keep making the same mistakes. You're gonna still stay on that hamster wheel, so to speak, and you're not gonna move. You gotta be ambitious, you gotta be confident, but you gotta have a well-balanced diet of a lot of those things coming together and being able to form what you need to do. Absolutely. And it's funny because how we've been, you know, we get into this good reading. You're much further than me. Um I have to get jump back into it actually tonight. Um, but I remember, I can't remember which episode number. I said, what would be, you know, other than good health and wealth and your family safe, I asked you, um, what would be your number one gift that God can give you with? And I remember your answer was uh, reflection and direction. That's right. Right? 
And I, mm-hmm. mine was, I said, I wish I had full, full understanding of financial literacy. Not so I could be just wealthy and rich, but so I can teach people it. Remember that? I do remember that. I right. do remember that, bro. And now reading this book, you see exactly what I meant. It's crazy. Before I even read the book, like, basically, that's what he's talking about, talking to us about in the book. What I wanted to learn. I'm just showing people how God works. Yeah, that's true. Because I said that, and now he puts a book in my hand that I've, that I've talked about often. But it's sometimes just finding a lead. It wasn't until, you know, you you doing the 75 hard, you picked the book. Yeah. You told me the book. Then you told me how strong the book has been to you. So that made me, all right, my brother keep talking about this book at, you know, in this conversation. Because the one thing I could tell you all about P, man, when P is really into something, he going, I get this, I do the same thing, but he constantly talks about it. Whether it's a new business venture, whether it's a new read, whether it's a new show he's watching, something. He going to talk about it for that whole week. <laughs> and I just, I just, I, I'm just clapping up because I do the same shit. I do the same shit. And we get that, we get that part from mom. Cause that was her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's mom yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's her. That's, that's what, that was her thing. Like something new. Yeah, baby. Cause you gotta catch, I'm watching this picture. On, Cause it was never was never called a movie. It was called a picture. I'm watching this picture on uh on Lifetime, and it's about boy. It's, it's a three part thing. I part one and two. It's out of sight, baby. It's bad. You know that's how she would. T- <laughs> that's how she talk. Huh. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean. That's how she was. But it's just funny how. Cause you gotta think about, man. I'm just letting people understand the importance of what you speak into the universe, and how and how God works. I asked, like I said, if I can get full financial literacy and understanding, I would get it to teach it. And then I realized through this book thus far, it's not about understanding how the tax laws work, even though you can learn these things. It's not about understanding. It's a understanding like how much money is too much before it puts you in another tech. It's not that you'll learn these things as come on, but it's actually about the perception of money and how it works is really having a full financial literacy. It's like use 50 cent for an example. 50 always talks about how, you know, a lot of stuff that he learned, he learned in the streets to make him understand how to do certain business deals. Yeah. I've heard people like Jay-Z and 50 both make the statement, it's bigger gangsters in the corporate offices than it is in the street. You see That's what I'm true. saying? Yeah. You, you've heard him, but their understanding of financial literacy, that something that they didn't learn in school, and this is why they, you, they talk about the 1% and why the average person, because we are, you know, school going to teach you to be an employee. That's it. That's all it does. It teaches you to be an, be an employee. Not a person who wants to have their own and turn around and 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 say, "Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna start my own. This I'm gonna start my own." Like you gotta honestly just understand. Like, but just the power of the tongue. I made that statement, right? Mm-hmm. And we made that statement. Reflection and direction, right? Word is mine. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's tie it all together. And I said, mine would be financial literacy, right? Now, I knew of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Your wife introduced to you the 75 hard. The 75 hard gave you a... (laughs) Come on, man. I ain't even feeding into that. I ain't even feeding into that. You know what I mean? That's the name of the challenge. All right? So, she introduced you to this new challenge to help you, your mind, body, and soul. Let's go with that. Okay? I'm not going to keep saying the title. Now, in this challenge, you had to reflect. You had to reflect on what you needed to work on in order to know which direction you were going in. Turned around, and part of it was for you to read. Once you read the book, now you've got reflection and direction, which you said if God can bless you with, he gave you that. Then I said financial literacy. Then listening to the energy that you're bringing, 
led me to the book, which has given me financial literacy. You see how our power of our mouths spoken oh, yeah. into existence. Oh yeah. Of exactly what oh, yeah. we was looking for. Let's clap that up right there. Let's clap that up. Yeah. Let's clap that up. Nah, I mean, I mean, it's funny, bro. Like we talk about it, and I know we make a lot of jokes and stuff like that. But yeah, those things that's in that book, man, and um, you know, financial literacy is a really, really, really important thing. Man. Like, right? I, like, I'm not saying that you know people don't know these things. I just think that if you, it's not in practice, I think that's a lot. Right. What the book speaks about too. It's like it's not in practice. A lot of these things. Like, if you read it, you'll understand. You'll be like, yo, you know, I'm not going to say I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't know it. You right. know? Um, but then it is a, a situation where it also speaks to, and I don't know if you read anything about it, and it's not deep in the book. It's actually at the beginning of the book, um, just in reference to fear and greed. Right. And most of the time, people know that they have great ideas. Uh -huh. They have talent. They have abilities. They have skills. Like most people know. Like it ain't nothing they don't know. Right. But more often than not, what winds up happening is, is that they play it safe. Uh-huh. And most of the wealthy that we know and I spoke about all the time, there's a bit of Risk taker in them. There's uh, what they call, you know, calculated risk that plays mm -hmm. into the situation. Right. But more importantly, they're very ambitious. Right. They understand that they don't want to be kind of categorized in the same uh, in the same light as the norm. It's not even so much like a class of I don't want to be poor, I don't want to be middle class. They don't want to be categorized as a person that just lives, um, not not by their own talents and abilities. Right. Right, like they're comfortable with failing at being themselves than succeeding at being a carbon copy of something else. Right. And along the way, what they do is they realize that they have to learn things differently so that they can live life differently and Absolutely. think differently. And, you know what I mean? And execute differently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of that stuff is um, is known already. It's crazy how the book kind of speaks to how things become suppressed over years. Um, not going to talk negatively about fine, you know, about um, educational institutions, right. but it does kind of, you know, shine a light on the reality of what is not uh, introduced. Well, in, in in those environments, you know what I mean, and why it's important that parents and those who are in direct contact with children, right you take the charge and be ambitious in your approach to showing them absolutely financial literacy terms right. that are basic assets and liabilities, you know, profit and loss statements, balance sheets, yeah. understanding that these things exist and you got to understand what income is, you know, expenses are, you yeah. know what I mean? What all of these things are like, they're not very technical. Even yeah. in the book that we're reading, it has charts and they're very elementary to see. Mm -hmm. But, we have to we have to be very very strategic in our introduction of it right we have to make sure that we show them that they need to be able to understand what they're passionate about right and that's what i was giving a lead to go ahead bro lead um, to it. basically, now, ahead, basically what i was saying is you can show them it goes back to the old saying you can lead the horse to the water but you can't make them drink it I, they got to right. be ambition to want they got to have ambition to want to know it which, you right. know, which is the title of this episode. Because here's the thing. Let me explain to you why school, you know, we're not talking bad about financial, financial educational institutions, but, you know, they've mastered the understanding of their need. So if right. you live in a country where they tell you that you have to have a college education to get paid a, a, a nice amount, then you're going to have this mentality of, I have to do this to get what I to get the higher money. If they really taught you how money technically works, then who would really go to college? So now that instant now that situation wouldn't be. It's like this. America lives off debt. The world lives off debt. 
This is something right here. But as we've learned, all debt is not bad debt. It's the way you do debt. Okay? Mm-hmm. But you could be a fresh 17, 18-year-old kid, student, and America is going to turn around and give you debt out the back, and it's called a student loan. Yeah. Knowing that to finish four years of, of college is not the easiest thing to do. But I'm going to give yeah. you a loan that secures me on my end and makes it hard for you on the other end. So regardless if you finish or not, that's what you got to do. Okay, if I, if I go buy me, if I go buy, if we go buy a house right now, right? Let's just say we go buy a house outside of our own houses. And we get this and we keep it for three, four years and then stuff gets tight. You know, we can actually turn around. We can actually turn around. P, you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, all right. Yeah, something was, it was, it was on Robocop. We can actually turn around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We can actually turn around, bro, and file bankruptcy. Right? And okay. it can, and it can clear us of that mortgage. It can clear us of a mortgage. It can clear us of credit card debt, of consumer debt. It can clear us of a, of a car payment. And it sits on our account and it sits on our credit for some years, and even though it sits on your credits for some years, other creditors will start offering you money to rebuild. Right. But you can't do that to a student loan. Nah. So it's secure all the way around. But for you to want this loan, they have to create a need to say, listen, you're not going to get these jobs where you get, you get that you're going to get paid unless you get this loan. But then we can look around and turn around like a person like, my favorite rapper Nas, and say, you know, I dropped out in eighth grade. I'm not telling kids to drop out of school, but I dropped out of eighth grade, and this man is worth millions because he learned financial literacy. So the rich dad. This this is what I'm saying. 13 years old. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So you sit back and you look at it, and you realize that you learn more understanding financial literacy. But I said this also too. I said the three control things in life. If you can learn these and understand these, you'll be fine in life. And I said religion, politics, and finances. I said that on previous episodes. Right. You get literate. You get literate in all these type of things. You're good. You could do whatever you yeah. want in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because. Right. Because religion is going to teach you, religion is going to teach you how to communicate, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. you, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Word. All right. Politics is going to make you understand the laws, so you got to know the rules to the game, to be able to order to survive. And if right. you know that, if they already turned around, and you, if you turn around and really look at a dollar bill which is finances, it has a a picture of a president or somebody Mm -hmm. that was important in American history in politics, and it says, in God we trust. So on a dollar bill, all three things I just talked about is on there. You're right. On a one dollar bill, George Washington, first president. Dollar bill, finances, dollars, finances, in God we trust, religion. It's all in one thing. We walk around chasing that. So these are the three control factors of America, of the world. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, I mean, bro. Okay. Just to give people, like I said, all right. Here's the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It's a statement that's going to be in. It's a statement in the book. In the book. In the book says. If I was teaching a young student or telling a young student about a job, I would tell them to pick the job that they learn from, not the one they earn from. Mm. So <laughs> it's it's deep into the book. So so I'm mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Give me a hit a bitch with him. Twist beat shit. Pick the job you learn from and not the one you earn from. Mm-hmm. Um what you just spoke to in terms of college student 
or a student going out there. Here's the twist and the sad part to that, right? And I guess we are kind of touching on this whole situation, you know, about, you know, know, educational institutions. Once again, it's not about a knock because everything doesn't apply to everybody. But I will say this, right? Um, I can remember when it was frowned upon if a person made a statement, yo, I'm going to take a year off. Right. I'm going to graduate from high school and I'm going to take a year off. Right. And it was frowned upon because Mm -hmm. the fear which is what controls this. We keep talking about it. Fear and greed, you know what I mean? Failure to have financial literacy. Mm -hmm. Well, don't take a year off because you'll never go. So? No. Nobody said, don't take a year off. I mean, you might just find what you're actually great at. Right. See, for for 12 years, if we're just talking about grade school, high school, middle school, all those things. Right. For 12 years, Mm Mm-hmm. You've gone to school, so whatever. What is it? Five, six, you start? Kindergarten? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All the way up to 18 years old. Mm-hmm. So from five to 18, you have been psychologically taught and conditioned to think one way about every number that you do. You understand that two plus two is four, yep. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But at no point is it introduced to you from that particular institution about financial literacy. The first time you leave high school, and you are introduced into the world that comes after high school, being college. Mm-hmm. You have to take a student loan out, some cases, unless you have savings and people have been saving for you, right. or if you got a scholarship, grants, all this. Can he? Yo. Different, right? Your there you first- go. Yeah, I, I ain't, you had went out for a minute. Yeah, I don't, I don't, whoever was calling, like, this will be aired already. You yeah. know, I can't answer the phone when I'm recording. Okay. So, anyway, getting back to what I was yeah, you, saying about the situation. You're effing up the mic, and that's not, right. they don't teach that in school. Right. So, to reiterate real quick so I can keep us back on track. Right. The first, <laughs> right after you graduate high school, 12 years, if you're lucky enough to do that, whatever. Right. Of going to school. You don't get any grants. You don't get any loan. I mean, you don't get any uh, scholarships or any kind of whatever, whatever. The first thing they introduce to you is they say, yo, we got an option for you. If you want to go to school, you got student loans, you got financial aid, you got different things. Right. You literally come out of high school to go into a situation, going into debt, a higher level of education, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly debt, but mm-hmm. a higher level of education with no knowledge with no knowledge of money, of money. Right. And the first thing that you are introduced to is a loan. Is a loan. <laughs> Cause guess what? I want you to look at it. In God, we trust you introduced to a loan, which you have to pay back. That's backed by the government, which is on the dollar bill. Right. The loan is backed by the government. I see it. I you understand it. what I'm saying? And it's Don't on it's it. on the dollar bill, and you're saying, in God we trust. And because you've been told your whole life that you need to go and have a higher learning, a higher education to right. succeed in life, you believe that everything you're doing is the right thing. But see, in the times right. we live in now, millennials are understanding. Amen. My YouTube channel could take off, bitch, and I ain't got to never go to school. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be a lawyer, you need college. If you're going to be a doctor, you need college. You understand That's what right. I'm saying? That's right. If you're going to be a certain in type of engineer, you need college. You need these for certain. But, but if you're just going to work for the city, you don't need college. Nah, that's not, bro. Just keeping it real. I mean, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's one of those, it's one of those things where you don't have to be, you don't have to have that. And nah. I'm not knocking it. Once again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just being completely honest when I say what I say. Like, you're taught for 12 years a specific right. way, right? I'm and and I, and I, I know me and E are trying to make this situation where it's not how can it how can how, how you say it e, when it's like a neutral 
It's like it's not like I'm trying to sell you on no anti college. That's what he's trying to explain to you. you know, <laughs> because powder becomes powder helps you become biased <laughs> of certain things. You know? Yeah, it is. We're That's why I'm saying. Cause cause listen, if you if you deal with powder, right? If you deal with powder, you're gonna lean towards whichever way the powder came from. So if the powder god is telling you that education is the way in and out way remember back in Trinidad had the sweatshirt education outweighs them all yeah education and what though see that's the thing it's not a lie it's not a lie right you know what I mean but knowing that but knowing the way the inside of a frog works in biology when I cut this little motherfucker open is not gonna help me hey. it's not gonna help me get a better check it's not. It's not, bruh. That's what I'm saying. E, e. If you were taught by your pop, by your uncle, grandfather, maybe even your mom, I don't know, whatever. Maybe she was a super dope mechanic. <laughs> if she taught you how to fix cars mm -hmm. and you went through high school and you got to the 12th grade, and let's be honest, you just barely got out. Mm-hmm. Why would I be telling you, you need to go to college? Right. No, you don't. Right. Because there's nothing wrong with, with, with a technical school that's going to take the thing that you know you're good at. Mm -hmm. You done rebuilt engines. You done fixed it. You know, all your friends come to you so you can do their oil changes. You done mm -hmm. fixed their brakes. You done right. did tune-ups. Everything in you, you know, exudes auto mechanic. Right. And I'm going to tell you to go to college. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's what I'm saying, and and I know where it comes from. It comes from this play it safe mentality, not being ambitious, right? Right? Yeah. Not, not having, having any, not, not having, having any ambition. ambition, and simply telling a person, go after the thing that you would do for free. Right. That's the thing that's going to serve you the most. Right. From the jump, if it rewards you internally, it's going to reward you externally. That's right. how it works. Mm -hmm. Why you think artists, you look up and how many times you ever seen, even, even how it's portrayed in movies, you got a guy that's an artist, you're like, oh, this guy, man, all he do is paint. Oh, he ain't got a regular job? Oh, wow, I know he a bum, but he's super talented. And then he sell one painting for $1.5 million. That's it. And then he's not a bum anymore. And the he's thing the about guy. it is, is he's the guy. And the thing about it is, this whole time he's just like, I love the paint. That's why Makes people sense. get fed up with jobs, bro. That's why well, people get fed up with certain things that they do in life because it's not anything that they really, you know, right? It's it's doing them. It's it, they're not doing it. It's Listen, doing them. It's the thing that it's called. It's it's called a trap. It's called the mentality. It's a it's a trap yep. mentality. That's the word. Yeah, it's a trap. Because if you sit back and think about it, I sit here and I joke all day and I talk about powder, right? But why why is why is the drug business such a successful business for for a lot of people? Even though you end up dead or in jail a lot of times, why is it most because we watch Snowfall. Drugs are honestly a lot of times, you know, and I'm for a poor lack of term, but they were backed by the government. Anything that the government it's going to back. It's going to be a design plan. So, if education is so, if if this is the if this is land of the free, and they mm -hmm. want us to be successful, mm -hmm. right? And they want us to have mm -hmm. ambition and everything. So, why is higher education so expensive? Why right. isn't it? Why isn't it a cap? Why isn't it a cap? Like, education shouldn't be taught. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be charged like it's a vehicle. And that's okay? here. Yeah, that's here. But that, but in uh, but but in other places, it's, it's not. Free. Yeah, but this is what I mean. So here in America, when you sit back and you think about, it, I'm just using this for an example. Like, okay, when I was watching um, one of the interviews with David Sands, I can't remember the guy's name. When he sat there and he said that your brand is tied to your price. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's tied to your price. You can't be the cheapest and be the best, and you can't be the best and be the cheapest. But let's say, for example, like. You get a Hyundai or you get a Bentley. They're both cars. They both have four doors. But why is the price so much different? Because in a Bentley, you're paying for a name. Okay, so if, if I need higher education, 
in America to, to be you know to be successful. And I'm not even going to do two year schools. I'm going to just do four year schools. Why is this? Why let's just say I don't know the price, but let's just say why is Rowan University so much cheaper? And I don't know the prices. I could be wrong. Than Princeton University, because this this has been or Yale because this has been in Harvard because they've been deemed Ivy League schools. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. some people will pay that money just to say I went to Princeton, I went to Harvard. But if I do all this and I say this, and you're still not giving me a job because I became a part of this quote unquote higher educational upper echelon, mm-hmm. what's the point? And they're not really teaching us about money. You know, certain things you just got to understand about money. Rule of 72, you know, the, the, what is it, the 50, 20, 50, 30, 20, and all that type of shit. Like, you just got to understand these different, about five rules you got to understand about money and then understand how to apply them. Like you say, bro, it's not, it's not in practice. We're taught from day one to follow a schedule, to follow a formula, to follow a time schedule, to, to, to understand, like, okay, if if the 1% understands the importance about money in America and this and this only 1% of America is as rich as it is, then, okay, why do I really need school? Okay, I do need to know the basics. I need to know how to count. I need to know how to read. I need to know how to do all this. But it's a structure set up as well. School starts the same time every day, ends the same time every day. Every now and then they throw a half a day, and a half a day is thrown in because the adults need to do something that they need to do. It's not for the kids. You understand? Know Maybe they have to That's grade finals. They have to get prepared for that, right? So the whole 12 years, 12, 13 years, like you just talked about, that you go through school, it shows you how to follow a schedule, how to be somewhere every day. Look at it. Why is the typical work schedule is the same as the typical school schedule? Hey, Monday hey. through Friday. Come on. All of this is this way because it's a design plan. And I'm not saying that education is not important, but the education of what is the importance. Right. There you go. It's the it's it's listen, it's always the information between the pages that goes unseen, right? So like when you look at a situation, an old person may turn around and say, Well, what do you mean? Okay, I'll give you a prime example. We'll be more accustomed to listening to a person based on what they have on the exterior and the materialistic things that come along with what we see. Right. Versus what we know about a person, right? So right. if I turn around and I say, let's say, for instance, I look at a person that's a barber. Mm-hmm. I look at him and say, he a barber, man. He ain't got no bread or he don't know nothing about being, you know, how to get ahead in life. He don't know how to be a wealthy person. He don't know. But he's the closest example that you probably have, depending on who else you inter- interact with, of an entrepreneur. Right. Like he literally works for himself. Right. We're, we're quick to be dismissive. Because of what we see, not understanding that the reality of it is that he had enough ambition inside of him to say, I like cutting hair. I'm going to be a barber. Mm -hmm. Not the cliche element of of whatever else everybody else is. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing. So, like I said, where the story looks weird, where you look up and say, well, Nas had success because he was a dope rapper. That's just how we recognize him. Nas recognized what his talent was, and guess what he did? He went after his talent. Right. Schools teach everybody the same thing. Bruh, if there's 20 of us in the class, and they're teaching us all the same math, they're teaching us all the same reading, they're teaching us all the same, you know, writing and, and comprehension of all of these things. What they do is they turn around and they grade all the papers. Mm-hmm. You get an A, I get a C. You We get labeled as A and C students. Right. If that follows us through the rest of our, you know, you know, academic careers, I get always labeled as a C student and you get labeled as an A student. But I'm an A, I'm an A in something else. Right. And I pursue what I'm an A in. Right. You pursue you with an A you, you pursue an A in what they say you are. Yeah. So that means that you're gonna be measured and you're gonna live, you know, based upon what they say that you are great at because of what the standard is, the standard number one, mm-hmm. of what they are looking at. I become an A-plus in my own right in regard and what I'm great at. Who right. do you think will have more success? The one that that, that comes to A-plus and what they're great at? Right, because if the standard turns around and it changes, you might go from an A to a C. Absolutely. 
But if, if the standard changes with me, I'm still going to be an A in what I'm an A plus in. A, a perfect example of the situation is this. Like we know. We say it all the time. Two plus two equals four, right? Four. Never going to change. Four plus two equals six, whatever. Um, right. It's, the, it's only, the, the, the only, the most important number is three. Like everything is a three, so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. After that, if you notice, it goes back to zero and they just put the one in front of it. That's it. Then after that, they go all the way up to the nine, and they just took, go to zero, put the two in front of it. Like, it's this, it's, you know, that's pretty much. So that's why everything comes in threes, like we talked about before. Yeah. Man, woman, and child, you know, mind, body, and soul, you know, you know, father, son, Holy Spirit, all that stuff. Everything is in threes. However, you realize now, anybody who has kids now, you notice how they don't do math the same way that we did math? It's a different way that they had, and they want you to do it that other way, or it's it incorrect. Right? Call it new math. New math, right? Okay. Why? Did but you numbers to, aren't new. Yeah. Why do you have to change something? Because they understand that everybody's getting hip to the design of their of what they're trying to set up. So now we have to create a new design because we need them to follow our lead. That's what everything breaks down to. We need them to follow our lead. So education is important, but the education of what? Right. So guess what the education of what needs to be important? The education of ambition. You have to find out what your, where your ambition is, what you are ambitious, what you want to do. Because when you do that and that's really what you want to do, you're going to be successful. And that's pretty much what we're saying. That's pretty much what we're saying in this whole episode. If you really pay attention, we had to use the educational institution, institutions and, and, and just the, the definition of education because of the simple fact this is what has been lately. Okay, why I say education is because everybody doesn't have the same religious beliefs, but we know it's a right. control factor. Right. You know what I mean? Some people... Yeah. Everybody doesn't have the same financial structure, like financial, you know, things. And we also, you know, some people don't believe in politics. They think everybody's a crook. But everybody has been taught from day one that they have to go to school. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, man. Now, education is very important. Let's make, I'm going to say that again. But the education of what? I can I could graduate with the, listen I I got my associate's degree at the end of 2020 finished on the dean's list I ain't get no goddamn raise at work and they know about it that's what I'm talking about bro. it's not it's that's just that's just the truth it's, it's I did it for personal. me I didn't do it for that reason but I did it for me right. it's a control right. it's a control factor that's all it is yeah yeah I mean, the, the definition of the word education is the process of receiving or giving systematic instruction, especially at a school or university. An enlightening experience. That's the second one. Once again, I'll reread it again. The process of receiving or giving systematic it is. instruction. It is. Especially at a school or university. Right. Now, bro, and, say, I, and, say, I and, and say the I second one one more time. Say the second one one more time. An enlightening experience. Right. So you're telling me that education is the only thing that's enlightening? However, I get it when they say enlightening experience. See, I'm more, I give it that. I, I'm, 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 with, I'm more with, with the second two. one I'm than the first one. Right, right. I'm good with number two. Right. That's what that's what I'm saying. I like number I like one I like different. I like number two better because of this that's the same thing I'm saying, because of the simple fact. When you're enlightened, it sparks a fire. It's it's the paradigm shift, and you hit at that aha moment. Oh, I can do this and be successful. This is what I'm going to do. You understand what I'm saying? Bro, like bro. I'm gonna tell you where your heart is at. A lot of times too, is mm. when you start to just look up on your wall, or just look up at your style, and just look at what you do more than anything else. So right now I'm sitting where I'm sitting and on my wall 
it's pictures of old school radios, right? And mm-hmm. I think I've had a version of almost all these radios right here. Walking mm-hmm. down the street, playing my music. Then on mm-hmm. the other side, it's a turntable with headphones on. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Now, you sit back and then you look around, surrounded by musical equipment. Right. That's what I like to deal with. That's, 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 but life happens. And you like, okay, I got to go do this. But you got to shift your ambition back over to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with you, bro. Like, you know, you really like building things with your hands. No doubt. Almost everything that you sit around right now. I built it. You built that desk in front of you. You built that bar behind you. No doubt. It's It's just, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. And enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. That may be what pays you, but your purpose may not necessarily. See, there's a difference between purpose, the purpose you have, Mm -hmm. because our purpose may be doing the Porch Podcast, for people to understand, to be enlightened, to find what their love is. No doubt. You know? And it's right now, it is your purpose to get ready to do, which we doing, this or that, or we doing a... Would you rather? Well, before we do that, real quick though, E, tell me about that RCF, man. I like that line. I like that hat, brother. What's going on with RCF? Shout him out, man. What's going on with that? RCF is a is is a is a is a uh, sound company. Pro audio okay. sound. Okay, I thought that was somebody you knew. I thought I was just trying to. Nah, go out there. I thought that was somebody nah, nah, it's just listen. I show you underneath. It says RCF. You see, it say no request. RCF DJ. Nice. It's a sound company. I got this at the uh at the DJ Expo, you know. And well, before we do that though, man, I want to I want to once again, man. You know how we do on the show, we promote those man who are out there trying to do things that's going to, uh, you know, show their ambition. And I know a company that is um a one stop shop for all of your event planning needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, e, uh, let them know what it is. Look, check it out. Let's get that stress off the plate. All right. Got that big event coming up, and you don't want to have to do all the work. I got a company for you, full-service event company, that's going to take care of all of your event planning needs. That's www.fncevents.com. A full-service event planning company. Take all the stress off your head, kick back, and enjoy the party. Once again, that's www.fncevents.com. Head on over there. Get that party booked and get it done. Back to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Front center events. Front center events. So one more time, yeah, I want to give you this, man, on um, the definition of education. Uh, the process of receiving or giving systematic instructions, especially at a school or university, it says a system of public education. I'm not making this up. I promise y'all, y'all can look it up. It literally in, in parentheses. A system. A, a new system of public education. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that that's probably, like, that's, that's wild. But the things that fall underneath in terms of terms that's similar, this right here going to really trip you out. Teaching, schooling, tuition. <laughs> Listen, y'all. You want me to pay for something that you ain't even going to, you want me to give you something that you ain't gonna teach me that you get that I, I just gave you. I, I just gave you it. First and foremost, the word that's being used in it is systematic, systematic instruction. Then it says underneath that in parentheses, a new system of public education. The similar terms that's attached to that is teaching, education, and tuition. I'm gonna just do that. Y'all do what y'all want to do with that. I promise y'all, I ain't make that up. Y'all can look it up. But once again, it's all. It's all circled around what you introduce. What you introduce. How you, how can I say, how ambitious you can possibly be and why you probably are not pursuing that thing that you know that you're actually created to do. Right. It's because you have been groomed, you know, to, um, it's, it's been systematically done. Let's put it like that. It's been systematically done. Mm-hmm. I finally found out my calling in life. Eve, you've always known what it is. You've always known. 
we always knew that success is on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have no fear, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, if if there's anything that I can do for my children, and there's anything that you could possibly do for your children or anybody that you come in contact with, they don't have to be young, but if they are young, do them do them a service, right? Because they're probably at an impressionable time in their life, you know, where they need this kind of um, this kind of assistance in order to be able to be ambitious and chase their dreams, goals, and aspirations. Look, man, tell them it's cool to go to school. You know, I, I mean, I ain't trying. It's to cool to go to school. It's cool to go to school, but it's also cool to know who you are. Don't be systematically created. Know who you are. And make sure you fall in love with what you like to do. But E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to clap, clap that. Yeah, we got to clap that up. We got to clap that up. So, I need you to go ahead and do that introduction. We are back this week to this or that, my brother. Mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of This or That. Well, we're going to find out if you're going to go to school and just to learn what they tell you about or you're going to go out and find out what you're about. Either way, you should be know what you're about. And I don't even know why I keep saying what I'm about. So without further ado, we're going to go and get ready for you. Let's go. No doubt. Yo, we back at it, man. Another episode of this or that where I ask each some questions. He asked me questions. Decision, yes. And whether this or that. And, um... Somebody negative calling you again? Also negative. All negative. Right. All right. We're back. Okay. All right. So let's get right into it, my brother. This, these questions, you know what I mean? They are what they are. Just work with them. You somebody that's good at all of this. Global warming or natural disasters? Whew. I'm going to go with natural disasters because they usually come too quick. Okay. They usually come too quick and just be done. I mean, it do leave. Sometimes it does leave. You know, some, 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 um, you know, aftermath, you know, but I'm a natural disaster. Just don't let that shit hit me. <laughs> Just, hey, listen, man. What you laughing at, add, You ready? No, no, no. Everything's good. You, you That was your answer. Right. Listen, in regards to what we've been talking about this episode, man, ambition, play it safe or take risks. You got to take risk. Where's your ambition if you're always playing it safe? You play it safe, you're going to fall into the system. Right. And who's to say that what you think is playing it safe isn't a risk in the, isn't a risk anyway? I take a risk every day, man. Don't I mean, we can find them. Don't we get up and, and we drive places, we go play, we do things. We, we take them whether we think we do or don't. Yeah. So it is what we it take is. It, we take it for granted because we're not, we don't fear them. That's where fear, right. what we want is right. on the other side of fear. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you was, car. if you was real quick, if you was a skydiver instructor, right. after the second dive, you ain't worried about it no more, man. In order to be a skydiver instructor, you, you can't you be can't scared worry to about die it in the first place. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because you're doing something, honestly speaking, that you really ain't got no business doing. Yeah, because that shit, I don't need that. You know, I don't even know what they pay a bitch to jump out of the sky. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not enough. It's, it's not. I don't I don't know what it is, but it's not enough. <laughs> fancy car or fancy house? House. Car is one of the least, one of the least valuable things. Like, it's going to lose value fast. Cars only hold value when you don't drive them. Who wants a fancy car that they can't drive? A house can be falling apart, but if I turn around and put the money into it, boom. Even if I change the engine in a new car, I can't change the odometer. So if I right. put 200000 on that, that original engine and I put a brand new engine in there, it still has to say 200000 Is it's that really how that works? Yes, you can't reset the odometer. That's against the law. Okay. So that's oh damn wow that's something new. So I'm thinking like you put a new engine in it. You can reset it, no man, no sir. You know how many? You know how many so people? So you got a brand new engine, mm-hmm. and the old engine had a hundred thousand miles on it. Mm-hmm. You put a brand new engine in. You got to say that that engine got a hundred thousand miles on no. it, even though it doesn't. No, you have you can't change the odometer. The odometer still has to say a hundred thousand, but you can very well say. 
listen, I got a brand new engine in here, bro. Here's the receipt. Here's where I put it. Got to put in that. You can call and get a reference. This. So even though this odometer says 140,000 miles on it, this engine has zero miles on it. Okay. But you can't reset. You can't do that Ferris Bueller shit and hit reverse on it. You can't do it. It's against the law. People okay, do it, though. They try to roll it back. I, I mean, I listen, I could pretend I knew, but mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, and it's because, you know, the VIN number. When you, when you, you know, when you go get your car inspected, they take the miles. They take do, they do all of that. So when you run the VIN, if somebody go do what they call, uh, um, you ever looked at a Carfax report? And it shows when I look, they went to the... I, I look at a bunch of them, obviously. Right. Yeah, so when you go, you ever notice in the Carfax report, it always shows when you get the inspection? So if you go, so so if you looked at, if you looked up this VIN number for this car, and this car literally, let's say they put an engine in, and the engine had five thousand miles on it, and they say now the odometer says there's only ten thousand miles on the car, or five thousand miles on the car, and then you go look at the VIN number and look at the Carfax, and that should say one hundred twenty-seven thousand miles. Right away, it's going to make you think it's a fishy situation. Right. So you have to keep the odometer the same. But you have to explain to them. You could tell the person and say, "Listen, I got everything. The warranty for the because most engines got warranties in them. Some of them two, three years. Because um, I put an engine in my Monte Carlo before, but I, I when I had it, but I couldn't reset the odometer. So what I've seen more and often than not, and we ain't gonna spend a bunch of time on this shit. This is a whole other show. Is <laughs> <laughs> is um, it be the terminology that's used is is that. Uh, the vehicle has 157 original miles on it. Right, original miles. You know, with, a it. with a so new engine. So I, I, I have seen that. That's what that means. Yep, that's how you write yep. it. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So a successful career or a happy life. Happy, no. A successful career or a happy family life. Happy family life. Because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm so ambitious and I'm so... Much of a hustler, I'm gonna be successful anyway, long because I don't feel like the life's gonna be happy if we ain't supporting it the right way. What defines it being successful? Right, that's what I'm saying. You, you that, go like that's a part two to the question. Like, but, what defines it being successful anyway? It doesn't. That's why when the beginning of this, I said you gotta understand what your own success is. If I got a happy family life, then I am successful. Because if not, you're gonna follow someone else's measuring stick. Remember, I said that in the beginning of this episode. Right, right, right. So if they say, "Oh, he gets all these accolades, be giving these awards, he's always bringing in the most sales," yeah, that's success in their eyes. But if my home is fucked up, which is my foundation, then I'm not successful. Excuse me, right? Because my thing is this: if you turn around, that was a successful ass hiccup, though. Right, and we do the same. I'm still growing. Yeah. If we do, if we still do the same thing, me and you, we both DJs, but right. you're more well renowned. Right. You're more known, but I'm wealthier. Yeah. You're what more are successful. we measuring? You're more successful. What are we... Right. Because you know why? You uh, know why you're unless... more successful? In my eyes, not about your money. If I'm no more well known, I probably can't go many places without a person running up on me. Right. right, but okay. But you could Go do ahead. what you want and have that, and and and, and be with your family, and nobody's going to bother you. You think more people bother DJ Jazzy Jeff or DJ Khaled on the vacation? Right, Khaled. But what I was the reason what I was going to say why I was saying this is that because they may only know us both as DJs, but they don't know that I have multiple investments, multiple right. streams of income. They don't know it. I'm wealthy, but I'm not as known. But right. if the outside person is looking there, say some people who look at fame as the look measuring at, stick. Money. Yep. You got some people that's looking at wealth. So the mm -hmm. people that look at fame will say, eat a guy. People yeah. who are looking at wealth will say, damn, you don't know how much P worth? Oh, right. P the guy. So right. it all depends on what they're using as the what they use. Exactly. It's, and it's just right. like in the music business where some people be like, you know, everybody's big Rihanna fans. Oh, Rihanna about due for another album. Who said Rihanna still want to do albums? Rihanna's a billionaire now. She may say, I ain't, I'm good. I'm going to listen to my old shit, Bob, and smoke weed. She having a baby now. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, she you know. She got on the weed shit. Yeah, yeah you know, no, but yeah. you understand what I'm saying. I know what you meant. Yeah. I know what you meant. Her and ASAP smoke a weed. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah. Not now, though. Not with the baby, though. I'm, I'm, I'm out of that. I was yeah. about to say, I'm getting out of that shit. Yeah, nah, nah, you not know. with the baby. But you understand what I mean? It's a vibe. I know what you mean. I mean what you mean. Yeah. It's a vibe. Be a genius or be wealthy. I think that's a little loaded question. 
That is a very loaded question. Because in my, in, my, in my eyes, it's what am I a genius in? Am I a genius in financial literacy? Because then I'm going to be wealthy regardless. So I'll get the best of both worlds. That's why I think it's loaded. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to go genius. Yeah. How am I not going to be wealthy? Yeah, like that's like, how. I, I, yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? But you could be a lot of geniuses who mess with powder, But you could be a rich dummy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be a rich dummy. You could be a rich dummy. You could be born into money. Yeah, and you could be a smart, broke motherfucker, too. I know, son. Yeah. It's you with Dolby, Shout out to him, man. Yeah. But real quick, just to say what we was talking about with the car shit, it's just like this, though, real quick. I want you to understand. You ever notice if a person do a full rehab on a house, they can't change the year it was born, it was built? Well, they can't change that anyway because yeah. it was, it's when the structure was established. So, right. Like, yeah, they yeah. can't. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, like I said, with the vehicle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same thing. Because it's not going to get a new VIN number. Nah, the VIN number has already been right. established. That's right. Just, that's so that vehicle social security number. Right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you could put a new tire on it and be like, you know, hey, man, we got this new tire. That don't make it a whole new car because you put one. <laughs> One yeah. new tire on. And I painted it. I paint listen, the, yeah. the old one had a blue wing on the back. This one got a yellow one. Okay, Michigan Wolverine. Don't nobody give a damn about that, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yo, born in the future or born or in the past? Born in the future or born in the past? I wanna be born in the past. I like who I am, man. I don't wanna change shit. Future yeah, look yeah. fucked up, man. I'm, I want to live to see it, but it look, you know, I'm just telling you. Ain't no future in front, so I ain't going to act like I know that the future going to be better than now. Shit, like, you know, I'm just keeping it real. Be a jack of all trades. Now I need to be a master of one that's going to pay me. Or incredibly talented in one thing. It is. I already knew what you was going to ask me. I'm going to say this again. If that is a thought and theory... Yeah. We're talking about ambition. Right. How do we not pursue that one thing? I'm going to be a master, a master of making money. So that's going to make me a jack in many other things. Got to know what you want to be a master in. If you want to be a master in the shoe shine game, and that's your life. Then that's what you choose to be a master in to get that glow. You got that glow, that last dragon shoe. Because you know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy. Close this out. Close this yeah. out. Then I'm gonna tell you something. All right, man. That was another episode of this or that. We we really we 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 really love that you're right back. Let's get back to the show. had a conversation over the weekend and it was in reference to what we're talking about and understanding financial literacy and how to be able to understand multiple streams of income. Right. The difference between assets, liabilities, income and expenses. Right. I had a conversation and in the conversation I made a statement about making sure you have more assets than liabilities. Absolutely. Assets Just as liabilities. a quick reminder for those who don't realize or know and it's cool if you don't it's quite simply put, assets, put money in your pocket, liabilities, take money out of your pocket. Absolutely. It's really just that simple. Here's what I had a conversation and said. I said to, uh, it was a couple of us sitting at the table, and I was talking about developing more streams of income, getting more assets, having more money coming into the home, understanding the difference between what are assets and liabilities. And someone misinterpreted what I said as they need to become, well, everybody's not an entrepreneur. I could have argued it, could have debated it, because they totally missed what I said. I said understanding what assets and liabilities are. Here's the thing. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You have liabilities right now. And whatever you are, you are. And you already have them. It's not about being an entrepreneur. It's about understanding that the reality of it is, is assets, put money in your pocket, liabilities, take money out of your pocket. I don't know nobody on God's green earth who wouldn't want at least one asset to put money into their pocket. E. I'm going to say something and watch how connected me and my brother's mind is. Hey, e. It's not about the money that you make. It's about the money you keep. 
Now, how do we know that? It's because we understand that the reality of it is, is it's really quite that simple. Mm -hmm. So when I say to a person, well, we're having a conversation about assets and liabilities, and I make a statement about having multiple streams of income, knowing how to acquire things that is going to put money into your pocket. I am not saying that you have to become an entrepreneur to do that. You don't. What I am saying is, is that if you can invest into things that will pay you, even when you're not working, if you want to work it, it's cool. If you don't and want to make it truly passive income, that's even better. The reality of it is, is that don't misinterpret the things that people are saying and be so quick to put up walls. You'd be surprised how many things that you block yourself from acquiring simply because you do not understand. And with that being said, man, that may be our episode next week. And we need y'all to stay tuned in. However you've been listening to us, watching us, rolling with us, continue to do that. Whether it's been Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Overcast Radio, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, and Cocaine Land. Or you can watch our... I'm nowhere there. (laughs) I'm nowhere there. See our handsome faces, man, right on the porch podcast on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at the porch30, which is right at the bottom of the screen. Man, listen, man, I'm your boy DJ Miss Influential P. You, I'm done, man. You go ahead and talk to me. Hey, man, hey, it's been P. Original, man. It's been one heck of an episode, as they all are, man. Episode 62 Ambition. Have you been locking in, rocking out with your boys each and every week? Please. Keep on doing it, whether it's been, like he said, through YouTube or any of your favorite podcasts or streaming sites. As I say each and every week, tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that notification bell and definitely share. It's been a pleasure. We enjoy y'all. We hope y'all enjoy the show. Look forward to seeing y'all next week. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.